Hello and welcome to another edition of Sartorial Talks. Today we're here with Hugo and Cosmas Kakaris, who is a one-man band doing everything behind the scenes. And we're going to speak to you about something that we haven't addressed before, and that is the Sartorial Emergency. And we have about nine to present to you, eight with solutions, and one we're going to ask you for a little bit of help to come up with a solution for the particular issue. Hello, Hugo. How are you? I'm very good. I just want to make a little comment because somebody, when you say that Cosmas, our co-producer, is a one-man band, maybe they wait for him to play the music. No, we say he's a one-man band because he's operating a lot of cameras alone and he's yes. operating the sound and the lighting. Three cameras, so, yeah. sound, lighting, We expert. just wanted to pay uh, him a tribute because yes. he's working very hard and, uh, um, and also Greg is working very hard on the uh, editing. Yes. So we are in the front of the camera but it's sometimes it's good to remember that we are there's a full team behind the tutorial talk. So w- let's talk about emergencies. What do you mean by tutorial emergencies? Well You may know or you may not know that Hugo and myself and Lyle Roblin, our photographer, um, went to Italy to put together a book called The Italian Gentleman. That's right. And because we were there for three years, Mm -hmm. we basically left home. We didn't have a home because Italy became our home. And we encountered a lot. Of sartorial emergencies. That's for sure. And because of this experience, we thought, why not talk about it today and let you know what we did to solve the problems. Yeah, you talk about, in this case, sartorial emergency on the move, because we've been pretty much on the move for a solid three years. Do you remember how many suitcases we ended with? Oh, 20-something. 21. Yeah, we had a picture. (laughs) At the end of this incredible journey to write our second book, The Italian Gentleman, which is, I think has been reprinted already six times or something like that. At the end, we had 21 suitcases. I remember we went to the last Petit Womo before going back to France, Mm -hmm. and we had to hire three guys or four guys to help us Load the train. <laughs> and we can say we never had a porter before. This was our first. But we there was no options. What were we going to do? We couldn't handle that Exactly. Many. And so we had to face on the move a lot of different kind of emergencies. And uh, let's let's go inside okay, this subject because it's, it's, um, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be intriguing. And I believe a lot of fun. But I, I have no so. idea what so. you're going to talk about. Okay, first... Uh, first one, I'll give you the scenario. Uh, yes. We were at Pitiwomo, and I had my blue and white check suit on from Satoya Dakori, which was quite a, a flashy suit. So I yes. had to play it down with a lot of just white, solid colors. Yeah, beautiful suit, by the way. And you happened to match that day. That wasn't planned. Um, I believe that you were wearing uh, Perosi, oh, maybe, Perosi um, the blue Perosi. Or maybe Satoria Mana, no, Perosi, maybe, Perosi. whatever. Yeah. Anyway, we so blue. what happened was the day before was my first day at Pitiwomo. And so I decided that I would just go for it the first day, visit every, all this, all the places inside the trade show, meet as many people as I could, walk to the restaurant at night, just do everything that I could to make the most of the day, the first day. Well, guess what? Mm -hmm. That night I had a horrific problem with both my feet on the heels. I you, had, you couldn't walk anymore. I couldn't, I couldn't walk. Um, you couldn't backs, even walk in the hotel room. No, you couldn't walk anymore. And with shoes on. The only way I could walk is if I were barefoot. Fortunately, 
by chance, I had some leather slippers which were, uh, I think, something that Bonafé gifted me with. Uh, there's not some, this is, to not, I think, it's a fantastic pair of Bonafé, uh, yes. made by Enzo Bonafé himself. It was a prototype, I guess. It was. At the time, it was for a Hollywood actress who had commissioned this. He okay. made me promise not to um, say their names. But okay, whatever. Anyway, so I was just going to walk around the hotel room in these slippers, but thankfully... I could wear them the next day. Okay, they were black. They didn't really go with a blue-checked suit, but I could attend Pity the next day. Otherwise, I would be in the hotel room, and you would have gone alone. So you're talking about slippers without... Backs. No without, backs. No backs. So no that's backs. real slippers. Like, uh, okay, okay. That's, that's very right. interesting. To be honest, I don't see myself too much in backless slippers. But, well, I mean, I have a pair. That I, I, I wear sometimes at home for me, yes. it's more home slipper. But you're right. At least you, you can wear this without, without going barefoot. That's right. And remember, we just did a sartorial talk not long ago that was on the several different types of shoes that you may want That's to own. Right. That's right. And one was the slipper. So if you're in the market for a slipper, why not just get a backless slipper that you can take with you in case if you're on a long trip especially, you have that as an option if you have a, an issue with your feet. You saw you're talking of a situation of your feet that, uh, I mean, the, the band-aid will not uh, suffice. No, it was not, not sufficient. Just, no, it was possible. more than that. No. Do you remember one day I had my feet in blood, mm, literally? Anyway, that's yes, a long story that because crazy. in Pity Womo, you, you are... One good thing about Pity Womo is that all of us, we lose weight. Even if we eat a lot at night and drink with the friends, we lose a lot of weight because we walk constant mm. kilometers mm. And, and kilometers. And when your feet were bleeding, you actually had a bespoke, semi-bespoke shoe on. Okay. And, you know, um, it just reminded me of us. What we did was we started asking shoemakers, how long does it take to break in a shoe? Yes. Do you remember the answer? Yes. How many yes. hours of walking? I think it was 24 hours. 24 hours of walking. Paolo Scafora told us, he didn't make the shoe, but he told, he told us, us, you need a solid 24 hours. And the mistake I did you didn't. was directly to put bespoke shoes and to walk like 20 hours without insane, stopping. And insane. so that was, anyway, so that's is, the first this one. This is the first one. Okay, the second one is, and we've covered this before, so I won't spend too long on it, but yep. you go to a hotel, and Hugo is an ironing freak. He always <laughs> has to iron everything. Even if it looks ironed, he re-irons. I'm not. I, I'm a slouch when it That's comes to ironing. That's the first thing I, I, I ask in a hotel. Do, Do you, you have, have an, an iron? iron? In the room. Yes, And in exactly. Italy, it's forbidden. I don't know why. You never have an iron. In the room. It's forbidden. It's, it's a so fire low. code thing, I believe. Probably. It's something like that. Yeah. But I, So we over time found this solution and it's not hanging your shirt in the shower well, it can work in the long to run. magically make the wrinkles disappear <laughs> it doesn't happen typically it just doesn't happen so what we we learned is that if you have a wrinkled item when you remove it from your suitcase put it on take a wet cloth just a nice white wet cloth, cold water, rub it all over the wrinkles, yes. allow it to dry, and poof, you yeah. all automatically have a 75%, I'm estimating, increase in a wrinkle in terms of a wrinkle-free item. And do you do it on yourself, right? Directly <laughs> yes, wearing directly the Yes, directly on yourself. So There's that's a, a wet t-shirt at the end. I'm oh, just sorry, kidding. I'm okay. just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to go in that direction, but that's okay. So yeah. you, you understand. Yeah, that, I understand. I saw and, you. And you've seen it me do yeah, it many times. I've seen you many, many times. And I must say, it works. It's not very orthodox. 
No, it's If not. I would really want to go to some orthodoxy, I will go on to the reception in Italy, put myself on my knees, you know, <laughs> do the gestures and mamma mia, That's I right. can't go outside without an iron, do something for me. They usually and, take it and run an iron. Yeah, normally they, That's true. we find to find a way, but that the wet cloth is a very efficient and much more efficient because for me, this putting your shirt in the steam of the bathroom, it's an urban legend for me because it's when you don't have time, It doesn't work. You need maybe to have time to do this, but the wet clothes works perfectly. You want to see an example? Go back to the sartorial talk on hacks, and you'll see an example yeah, of that, that going on. That's correct. All right. The next problem is, and you've had this problem more than I have, yeah. which is kind of surprising. I don't know what she's going to say. You're at a restaurant, and you have a stain. You're eating. The food pops onto your shirt or your suit. One One friend you had at Pitiwomo, remember the waitress dropped a, a clump of pate. Oh, he will, he will recognize. It's Jean Manuel Moreau. Jean Manuel Moreau. Jean Manuel, if you look at this <laughs> show, oh I'm sorry, my. I have to work because literally the waiter, it was a, a big piece of oh, pate yes. that went on his shoulder. And I remember Jean Manuel trying to keep his calm and he has a big pate. Okay. On his shoulder, and he was like that. <laughs> he was frozen. He was frozen. And everyone else was because, laughing. Well, everybody was laughing on the floor, literally, because the situation was so odd. But I understand that was not agreeable. So I don't know what happened to his jacket, because thank God some Italian can be quite crafty, and they know a little bit more about menswear than we do. But, uh, well, it happens a lot to me also. I explained to you something. One day... I have a good friend in France. His name is Philippe Bloch. He's a famous business writer. Mm. And he says that um, complexity... Um, no, he's it, it, explaining the difference between something complicated and something complex. Mm. Well, let's say, for example, he says, uh, uh, driving a plane, how do you say, um, uh, operating a piloting, plane... Piloting, right? What? Piloting. Piloting a plane... Is complicated because there's a lot of buttons, there's a lot of things to know. But if you learn, maybe you can make it because you mm -hmm. just have to have the skills and you learn how to pilot a plane. Mm. Okay, that's being complicated things. Complexity is something else. And he's taking the example of a spaghetti Uh, with some tomato sauce on it. That's complexity because at the moment you take your fork and your knife and, and you do some good spaghetti, spaghetti with ragu. We call it spaghetti bolognese in, in, in France, spaghetti bolognese. There's so many interaction between the fork, the spaghetti, the tomato sauce, your gesture, your mood, mm -hmm. the gesture you make, the, the speed in which the spaghetti is going to raise, and that at one moment, all the time, the tomato sauce will end right there. Jumps on your shirt. Exactly. Yes. That's complex. It is. That is to say, you can learn everything about spaghettis, you can learn everything about tomato sauce, you can learn everything about how to handle a fork. In the end, the sauce always wins. 
Almost always. Almost yes. always. Yes. Well, then you can just react so you can't control. I'm sorry for this little story, because, no, but I, really I think it's like a fantastic that. story. That was a very sophisticated jump, and I appreciate that. But I will go back to an actual experience. She's just American. Came... I'm French. I have to tell stories. I she has love to go that right to story. The point. Americans can appreciate sophistication. <laughs> Don't worry. But this reminds me, and just now, yep. I did not plan this, of a story. Well, when we don't we plan anything here, when, that's the point. Well, some things we do. But. Yeah. So your mom and dad were with us in Amsterdam, mm -hmm. and we were taking a walk. You know, it's beautiful there. Beautiful. So many amazing uh, architectural yes. sites, and yes. the water is running through mm. the town. Anyway, so we were taking a walk. We sat down outside to eat, and... Your father had some wine. Yeah. And he spilled the wine on his brand new trousers. Yeah, I remember. And everybody was like, oh, our heart just sank because we knew they were new. Yeah. Okay. Hugo's mom, she's right 99.9% .9 of the time. Yeah. So she was like, just leave it. We get to it later, you know, in French. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, okay, this one thing I know. You have to get water on it, cold water on it immediately because I've experienced this for 20 years. Yes. So if you get a stain of anything, spaghetti sauce, wine, uh, any kind, any kind of you problem. Have, you have like 30 seconds or no, you have three, I, three minutes, three minutes. To get to the bathroom, get cold water and drench the stain and, and go, dilute go for it, it and go for it, and go go for it. it and it comes out. I think almost every time, even I've gotten mustard out like that, which is probably the most difficult. I remember when we spoke about this on our blog, Parisian gentleman who received insert letters from dry cleaners, of course, because <laughs> of they course. say, you don't know anything. Water will just make the stain going bigger. Mm -hmm. It is not true. It works. But the thing is time sensitive. Time sensitive, you yes. You have to take a wet cloth with water or whatever you have under your hand, at, at, at your hand, and then you... You rub with water. You water, rub, water, of course, water. you don't want to damage the material. Exactly. But it's amount, I guess it amounts to diluting yeah. um, whatever the contaminant is. Yeah. And uh, it just doesn't have time to set in, typically. So this is based solely on experience. Yes. Um, anyone else wants to uh, chime in on the comment section? We're all ears. Yeah, and this is a solution for the spaghetti sauce, which is the most complex thing in the world, because this is everybody has experienced a sauce specifically with spaghettis. Exactly. And the waiter or waitress will usually bring the clear um, soda water, which is excellent too. Okay, let's okay, continue. Okay, let's, let's keep going. Uh, I can't believe we spent 10 minutes speaking about spaghetti sauce, <laughs> but that's, that's fine. We love it. Let's talk about something simple. Now, I don't think we're the only ones that have had this problem. You're traveling and you feel like you've, you've done a good job preparing and you put everything together and you look down and your socks are clashing <laughs> with your outfit and it's, you know, it's a small thing in life, but it's a little bit, it's a little bit annoying. Like it you is. feel like you have to hide your ankles because you've got this, uh, just this, this clash that's ruining everything in mm. your mind. It's yeah. probably more in your mind than anybody else's mind. So. Yeah. Well, it depends. I've seen catastrophes of people really well, dressed have. well. That bothers and, you. Uh, and, and with some socks that I wear really like green socks with strange it was really clashing okay. and then when you say hello to somebody and you look at these socks it is not a good sign you know <laughs> I'll tell you a secret so you saw Hugo he was a little bit um uh, frozen and, and, and stammering just for like two or three seconds 
He, the little things bother him so much. If we have crumbs on a table, oh my gosh, he can only look at the crumbs and he can't relax till the crumbs are gone. I so can't. I can see how the socks, yeah. the sock thing would bother you. Yes, that's right. That's now right. people are going to torture you with crumbs. I got, a li- <laughs> I got a light disease on that. I can, I, it can take my head to see crumbs, but the same thing for the socks. I can very it's quickly just, focus on somebody else's socks. I could see that reaction. And so what's the solution? Turn Try all the socks you brought, but turn them inside out. Reverse. Reverse them and turn them inside out. Chances are you'll at least find a better alternative. Give it a try. It's worked for me many times. Last shoot, I think I turned my socks inside out. Yeah. And I can give you another, um, a little bit more precise um, advice on that. Recently, I don't know if this show will be broadcasted before or after, but we recorded two days ago a show with our friend from Mes Chaussettes Rouges, mm. my red socks, very mm. important people in the world of quality socks. Mm. And they gave her this trick. And now one of the most popular socks out there are what we call the ribbed socks. That mm-hmm. is to say, you have a color, a dominant color, but when you stretch the sock a little bit, you have another hidden color. Yes. But they are reversible. So, for example, you can have, you can have, an, have blue socks with, um, um, I don't know, an orange rib, but very discreet. Mm-hmm. But then if you turn on the way, it's the reverse. Inside out. We exactly. say inside, inside out. out. Sorry. Yes. So, it, it can be also this kind of sock can save you because the, literally you buy one pair of ribbed socks and mm-hmm. you have two pairs because you can change the color. That's an intentional design element. Exactly. But with some socks, you don't even... It's yeah, not even intentional. It's intentional and it works. Pr- pr- probably because... Uh, they've been studying the subject mm-hmm. and a lot of people right. are confronted sometimes and say, oh my gosh, everything's perfect, mm-hmm. but my socks is ruined. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, I must say, just come to my mind right now. We understand we are talking about first world problems. We're talking about socks. Of We're course. talking about stains. Of We're course. talking about spaghetti. There's a lot of people who would love to have spaghetti stains on there. So we, we should never forget that. Nevertheless, this is our subject of let's continue about that. But let's I'm always glad remember. You said that because I was getting a little lost in the moment. So thanks for putting that into perspective. Yeah, I mean, it's just because sometimes, you know, we are <laughs> so much immersed in our world that yes. sometimes. I, are we really speaking about spaghetti sauce and socks to put inside out? But we do, because at the same time, all this is part of a broader subject that we are advocating for. It's beauty, and beauty is never far from love and kindness and compassion and all these things that are really important for us. Uh, I'm sorry, I just closed the bracket. I just wanted, as a little reminder, that what we do is not, when we speak about catastrophes, we talk about sartorialist speaking, of course. Of course, yes. Okay, let's continue, darling. Okay, let's continue. So I said the sock uh, issue would be quick. Yeah. wasn't so quick. Maybe the next one will be quick. Okay. Okay, what happens when you bring your bespoke shoes or your favorite shoes from your favorite shoe source and you're traveling and you forgot your... I don't know what you're talking about. I'm you're sorry. trying to put your shoes on. Yeah. You can't ah, you don't on. have a shoe hole. You forgot your and sometimes, and specifically at, oh yeah, or even at the end of a trip uh, in a plane, when yeah. your foot are, your feet is to, oh, are two times bigger. you take your shoes off and then you, <gasps> ooh. Sometimes even putting them on is like, it's, 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 it's a catastrophe. Oh, that's a good this point. This is I very difficult. About the plane issue. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. in your mind, I'll give you a few seconds. What would you use mm-hmm. in place? 
well, a shoehorn. Well, in the plane, a you shoehorn, already know you can't. But if you don't have a shoehorn, a fork. You already know. I, I was just saw this written on your on your paper. <laughs> a fork works great, and Even most of the time, uh, well, a knife. But the fork's already curved, sort of like a shoe. A spoon make it, and I've used it. a spoon before, yeah. which can be too curved, but. So a utensil uh, it, it can work many, many times. So give that a try. Yeah. If you don't have an option, I think you'll find that it works. Well, but the better option, um, I think we did a show recently. I think it was broadcasted before this one on the thing you should always have with you and you should always have a little shoehorn. Right, of course. In your briefcase. That's this the is point. so important. A little Let's plastic continue. one is Let's thing, continue. So. We'll be back after a quick break. Hey, Drew Boa here, host of Husband Material, the weekly podcast where I help men outgrow pornography. Why? So you can change your brain, heal your heart, and save your relationship without fighting a frustrating, exhausting battle. Find Husband Material wherever you get your podcasts or go to husbandmaterial.com. All right. This one is um, so, oh, a story that you love. Hugo mm-hmm. uh, was late to the sartorial game, as as I was, for to get a semi-formal uh, outfit. And now, now you had Lorenzo Cifanelli craft for you your first semi-formal tuxedo. Well, well, she's, what's, well, let, let me define the world because the world. Be, no, no, no. It's just yeah. because my wife is very precise. She's when she speaks about semi-formal. For most of the people who are listening to this show. Uh, they think, what is semi-formal? Semi-formal, Semi-formal right. is a tuxedo mm. or smoking or exactly. a, 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 whatever you, you call it. What we call formal is the jacket, is, is, is the white, white tie. tie. We call it la jaquette in French or l'habit. Mm. That is to say the thing you can't button and you wear with a white bow tie. So that's very formal. So very few people, I don't even owe one of that. So you were talking true. about And tuxedo. I guess a, a morning suit would fall, I think, in the semi-formal. Semi-formal too. Yeah, but let's say tuxedo right. so that yes. people understand that. Say, I'm not sure about that yeah. in terms of a morning suit, whether it's semi-formal or formal. So I'm it is formal, right. but for the day. Yeah, exactly. It is so, formality for the day. It's it's a morning suit, mm-hmm. and formality for the night. It's called the white tie. Right. I just wasn't sure of the exact classification. For okay, whatever. That's anyway, not so the let's subject. Let's keep going. Okay, let's keep so going. no tuxedo. So yes, where were we? You do you take over the story? Where were yeah, we? Yeah. Oh wow, there was a very interesting story because uh, well, I think we were a little bit in our early days mm-hmm. of in tutorial world. I would say it was in 2011 or 12. And we were invited last minute as, uh, well, not in guest of honors, but some kind of a special guest to a professional dinner that happens every year in Saviro in London. It's called, I think it's called the BTBA, the British Tailoring uh, Association Dinner or something like that. And this is a very formal event and we didn't know that mm-hmm. we had to dress in smoking. We should have guessed, actually. But even then, you had it was in progress. You yeah, didn't I have didn't have yet. my tuxedo mm-hmm. made, so mm-hmm. and I had no time to rent one. And you know, in my mind, renting mm-hmm. tuxedo was not part of my idea. So I, I, I remember uh, I had a sport jacket. I'm going to show you this picture. We were with the beautiful uh, family of the Skinner family, uh, Dajan Skinner. Skinner. 
So the Skinner family, William Skinner and Michael Skinner, and uh, I have the, I show you the picture now. And I had this sport jacket by Chiffonelli, was a little bit different. So if you travel, you have to do that. Try to have something in the grays with you. Well, this jacket was very interesting because it, it was piped on the mm -hmm. side. So mm -hmm. it can maybe, even if it had patch pocket that was highly not formal. <laughs> That's right. And so we rushed, I remember, to the Turnbull and Asser uh, store. Uh, yes. store. And, okay, I can give you the secret. I didn't know how to tie a bow tie by myself. I was like, um, I was an infant in the tutorial mm -hmm. world. And so the guy gently tied my bow tie and I put this, I, I, I bought a shirt, I remember, with a yes. marcella, you know, this yes. thing that you had on the front. And then I put on my jacket and it, I did it. Yeah, you had yeah. the flare. Yeah, the yeah. Flare. No so, but if you have something too too light or well, okay the issue the is most people aren't going to suddenly have to go to formal affair they're going to maybe know a week or two in advance yeah. but maybe it's not <laughs> enough time to get a tuxedo or a exactly. dinner suit so what is the option gray or black gray or black yeah even uh, if i don't like black suits maybe a so. bow tie yeah and then for sure. and then get a nice shirt that's uh, yeah. maybe classified as a tuxedo style shirt yeah yeah this but is maybe with the, the studs yeah or, yeah with the hidden buttons yeah you know? something like Exactly. Like a really high level shirt. Exactly. Can save you, I think. Yeah. So you can still make it. Yes. But normally you're right. We are a little bit, you know, this is our rock and roll side. Mm -hmm. How can you go to the British mm -hmm. Tailoring Association mm -hmm. dinner and not just guessing that is going to be? We were a little tie. stressed, actually. I was really stressed, but well. But it worked. Yeah, because I have oh, long yes. hair, maybe. <laughs> that's why it worked. <laughs> oh, no, maybe. They anyway, thought that's you going, let's go sorry. to the next one. Okay, let's go to the next one. Oh, <laughs> boy. Which one? Uh, how many times has my luggage been lost since uh, we've known each well, other? I, I'm going to tell a whole story later. Yeah, a lo many, many times. It's always my luggage, too. Yeah, and yeah, you were laughing for so many times. <laughs> oh, your luggage lost. And then your luggage got lost. Yeah. Remember, you weren't laughing no. at all. And you became a nervous wreck for the next five flights. Exactly. So what do you do if you're going somewhere and you your luggage isn't delivered? And you need and you, to be elegant. You need to be elegant. Yeah. You have to be dressed. Uh, what do you do? You just... It's an easy solution. Yeah. Well, it's an easy solution, but it's ex at the same time, it's very unusual for the people to see that. You travel fully dressed. That yes. is to say, when you take your plane, you are fully dressed up with your shoes, with your ties, with your shirt, with your suit. And whatever happens... Now we have, the, this is now, it's a policy for us. Yes. If we go somewhere and, well, that's our job. So we have to be fully dressed practically all the time. Now we travel elegantly. That is to say, when we jump in the plane, we are fully tied up. Tie and, and everybody's looking at us like we are falling Why from the moon. Didn't you go a little overboard? This is just a plane <laughs> trip. This is what people are thinking. Yeah, yeah, people are. Have you never flown before? Are yeah. you really excited? Yeah, yeah. They look at us <laughs> like it's a. This my with France we say it's it's my first communion. You know, this, <laughs> this is the is first right. time that right. I dress up, and so I and when I it's particularly when it's a long haul, like or like we go to America, seven hours, eight hours, and we know we have to be elegant for or even to Japan, like twelve hours, thirteen mm. hours. We always fly suited. And if there's a problem, you're the first person to get help. Oh, yeah. But that's another it's thing because it pays yeah. a lot of yes, dividends. It's crazy. First of all, when you go at your desk, believe me, so many times, even when we are flying economy class, mm -hmm. the people 
will ask us to come on the business desk because only we had a suit and a tie. But yes. it's so funny. Even the, the stewards and the yes. flight attendant, they look at us and say, oh, sir, and miss, you are so elegant. And sometimes and, we're, when we're in economy class, twice this has happened, they bring... Um, Champagne or wine from first class to us. So that's a little trick. Yeah. So ladies and gentlemen, okay. You don't care about these two rits with their big shorts, their big flip flops and their t-shirts. They're going to look at you bizarrely and how can these people fly in a suit and a tie? And you don't care about that. But when you enter the plane, you can immediately feel the difference. People are kinder with you, they respect you, and so many times, you remember this flight, okay, it was on Air France, the um, the flight attendant, she was bringing us wine after wine after wine and champagne from and first cognac class from first and class. And we weren't in first well, class. Yeah, because <laughs> we were just in premium economy, a little bit better than economy, but not in business, mm-hmm. and then she said, are oh, you so elegant, we're going to really treat you. So, that's something I thought I wrote an article back in the years on Parisian Chaman to say why you should always travel elegantly mm-hmm. because it pays great it dividends. But, but we went on a tangent again. So the point is your luggage is lost mm-hmm. and you now have an outfit. You see, one yeah, time she's we always wore, she's always preening me back to the One time we point. wore the same outfit for two and a half weeks. Yeah, well, and maybe a little bit less, but this is how it, it we remind it. Oh, maybe so, but in my mind it was two and a half. Okay, weeks. yeah, one day. Well, we can can we tell the story? Sure. Okay. Uh before Sonia was an official French and Schengen resident, we didn't calculate it the days because we were traveling so much. Um, and then one day we wanted to go to Madrid, I remember, and we had to go through Amsterdam. And then at six o'clock in the morning, there was a young guy at the border and said, sorry, madam, you overstayed. And like, we said, what, what, is he, what is he talking about? We overstayed us, and then what is that? I overstayed, yeah, not you. Yeah, and so Sonia said to me, okay, go to Madrid. The guy said, you have to fly back to Canada. We're, yeah, coming, from we're Canada. coming from Canada. And I said, no way. I stay with you. <laughs> and all and your friends were saying, It'll, you guys will be fine. Let yeah, her go, yeah, yeah. and it's fine. And so You're we like, decided, what's the solution we have? And the and only option we had was to go to London because uh, American citizens have the right to stay six months in the UK right. for some kind of an agreement between the two countries. So we decided to take a plane in London. And guess what? Of course, our luggage was already on the belt outside, and to we Spain. were blocked. In Spain. Yeah. And right. so they were going, our luggage were continuing to Spain. Yes. And we were going to London. Exactly. So, of course, when we arrive in London, despite the, the fact they say, well, we're going to handle, don't worry, uh, our luggage never made it to London. So, we stayed in London for a couple of days, and then uh, somebody in Spain uh, received our luggage, and then he, he sent them back. But the moment we received the luggage, we were somewhere we, else, we were somewhere we, else yes. like in, I don't remember, in France or in Germany. Mm-hmm. No, not in mm-hmm. France. You were not allowed. Anyway, we were not. So, for Two weeks and a half, our luggage were always one day behind us. We couldn't get our luggage. It was becoming like a a comedy almost. And then once again, we, I was wearing a Dalcoray suit you were wearing, a Uh, Chiffonelli blue blue blazer. Mm -hmm. And we've been wearing the same suit for two weeks. When we went to some place where we had to dress. Yes, because of course, Mm -hmm. when you're abroad, you can always buy a t-shirt and a Mm -hmm. pair of jeans. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. having a bespoke suit, it's a little bit complicated to have and even to buy a suit for. So that's a funny story. So the message is dress elegantly 
when you travel. And I would add, maybe have a little small carry-on bag with some essentials. Exactly. That's, That's what we yes. do more and more, now, actually, yes, an, an right. extra shirt. Right. But we couldn't believe that it will happen to us. No, we didn't. And I remember the face of my wife when we were in London, and we knew, we knew our luggage will not be here. And when we travel, we travel with three, four, five suits. And I was remember, I will never forget the way she looked at me. She was so miserable. <laughs> okay. We were so tired. It and worked then, out. It but worked now out. We, 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 we laugh about that. That's true. And but, most things, most terrible things that happen, not all, but many, you end up laughing about later. Yes, of course. So, yeah, of, course of course. Because at the end, it's just about suits. That's right. Okay. What's the uh, next one? All right. The next one, uh, there's two more. Okay. Um, the next one. We don't know the answer to. So we're going to ask anyone out there who knows the answer to chip in and give us some ideas. Because yes. this has happened to you go two or three times. <laughs> Unfortunately. I know this one. Go. I don't, I don't know how to say it in English. It's when you crack your pants? You, <laughs> no? It's when your pants rip. Oh, you don't say crack? No. Well, I don't care. You can't. In France, you can. we say craquer son pantalon. Yeah. So I remember I was once in Amsterdam. You were not with me. I was with Greg. And we were going there for some real estate reasons. And then I was dressed with this very suit, actually. That one, that one. yes. And then we had some kind of formal appointment. And then we were just there for the day. So mm -hmm. I didn't have any change. And then I remember very well, even my son remembers this very well. I was entering a car, the car of the real estate. And I did this and I heard... It was a real estate woman, too. Yes, it was a woman. <laughs> and guess what? My underwears were pink. You remember that? <laughs> I do. Pink yeah. flowers. And <laughs> pink were. flowers, literally. <laughs> Psychedelic yeah. underwears. And exactly. then, and then I was literally oh ripped from... <laughs> this the, sounds crazy, but I have to say that the, the style was like... The, what are the trunks, the underwear trunks called that um, hug you? The, that, what kind of, I don't know, men's underwear talk. Like, I mean, it's the I it no, was the kidding. trunks that have the elastic. So it wasn't a little tiny pair of pink... Flowers. I just want, I want people to get images. Of I don't you understand what this a boxer. I don't want people. It was like boxers only with lycra. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going. Continue. Okay, so I was here, and so well, uh, when I was standing up, everybody will see some kind of pink underwear because it was really totally ripped off, and I had no solution. So I spent the whole day in Amsterdam visiting flats. I mean beautiful flats mm -hmm. with my pink underwear. But I had to, to explain to the woman and say, well, that's what happened. And I had no solution. So, well, if somebody has a solution for that, I don't know, maybe it was, I don't know, maybe it was some tape or something like I that. I have no idea. You know, no. we usually carry duct tape around with you. First, <laughs> first thing is wear underwear. Yeah. That's my first that's recommendation. For sure. That's for sure. <laughs> and then the second thing is... Help. We don't know. And we avoid don't know pink underwear when you have <laughs> business yeah, appointments. Yeah, I'm just strange. kidding. Okay. okay. We, are uh, we are telling our private life a are, little bit. Hey, it's funny. Trying to connect uh, these uh, simple sartorial things with more meaningful things. But we have no solution for this one. No, so if don't. you have a solution, Let us know. Uh, of course, apart going to a tailor, finding a guy with a needle and a thread, that's easy. But I had no time. My time was really packed. So I had right. no solution to continue like that. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. To conclude, yeah. the last thing that we want to talk about, the last sartorial problem yeah. is when you're missing a button. Or when you lose a button at the wrong moment. Yes. Yeah. And uh, you know, some of us keep 
wearing the jacket or the pants, even though we can tell the button is about to go, it's mm-hmm. about to go, it's about to go, you're hanging on, mm-hmm. finally the button's gone. Or you, it may be a surprise, it's just pops. Yeah, and the he button's speaks about gone. shirts mainly. This shirts, is the most but complicated. I mean, you can use it in other areas too if you need to. Okay. So what is, what is the solution? So the solution is called a button button. We, we spoke about that in our former show, uh, one of the former shows, because as we record all these shows uh, constantly, we don't know which one's going to be broadcasted, but I think the one, uh, it was about the accessories that people should own. We talked about this little thing called a button button. So what is a button button? It's a free button uh, that you can, you know, it's opening like that. It has a a pinch. You can Mm -hmm, pinch it. So if you lose, for example, a button on your shirt, you just pinch this button and you close it at the back and hop, you have a button. Ready to go. Once again. Just like it's that. been invented by our friend Victor Cufflinks. What's his Alan. name? Alan. Alan. Mm-hmm. Alan is in the UK. Yes. And he's a very good guy. He's a very interesting man. He's doing some beautiful cufflinks and stuff like that. And he invented this and he said, what? That's a good idea. Everybody should have. So he's selling them by, I don't know exactly. It by depends four. on how many you buy. Yeah, right? It's under a hundred euros, depending on how many you buy. Uh, no, not hundred not euros. Not a piece. For a no, at least four. Four, four right. or five, you know. So this can say, is this mother of Paul? It's beautiful. Mm. You have different sizes. And then this can really save you if you lose a button everybody knows this situation you are at a reception or you are at a wedding or even worse you are at a very important business meeting and you don't wear a tie you know what people because when you wear a tie if you lose a button you can still make it you know but if you don't wear a tie and we live in a tieless world more and more uh and it's normally this button of the shirt that goes out. Not True. the one at the bottom. It's this one. Exactly where you are really embarrassed. Right. So you just pinch it, put this back, and your shirt is perfect. Yeah, Even if it's not exactly the same color, it doesn't really matter. He has some different options. Another pearl, uh, taller buttons, summer buttons, um, white backs, metal yeah. backs. That's and a anyway, when, whenever we can't find them, we really get mad yeah. because we've, we've come to depend on these. Exactly. So, exactly. Yes. That's, that's a very, very useful little object. Yes. So in conclusion, whether you have blisters, your button pops off, you don't have an iron, there's a stain, um, your socks clash, oh, you have no shoehorn, uh, there's, you need a tuxedo, you don't have a tuxedo, or your pants rip, which you're going to help us with, I hope. We hope this episode has given you some solutions and is something you can turn to and apply in your real life. And let us know. You I have something, something to, to add. Say. Yeah, because I think the ultimate solution for everything that we just said, I know it's not easy, but I would say don't lose your sense of humor because after all, Ooh, you're good. not in danger. Mm-hmm. Okay, you can be a little bit ridiculous here and there, but you're not in danger. And second, it's maybe more important, don't take yourself too seriously. And I will add something to that, too. Yes. Another thing is to take the awkwardness out of the situation. Sometimes it's just better to explain to someone what's going on. Remember, oh, yeah. Um, our, our good friend Erwin, um, when he had his luggage lost, he would just say, oh, I'm sorry, I'm dressed like this. My luggage was lost. Everybody understood immediately, yeah. and it took the awkwardness out of the situation. That's the same when my pant was ripped and I have a sack of a pink butt. I had <laughs> to just... say, I'm sorry, my, 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 don't try to hide it. Right. And don't, don't lose your sense it. of humor. Yes. And sometimes you can, you will notice that it can create some 
good moments even, and sometimes some moments that are memorable. And this is something mm. that a lot of people believe that in this tutorial world is full of stiff people, very formal people, very, you know, people full of manners, overdressed, uh, egocentric, and yeah. all that kind of... This is not true. It's not true. In our world, you have really, really funky people and very interesting people who are... Don't, don't take themselves more seriously. And I would finish on that and you can have the well, final you word. you know, this episode's been tricky because it's a very unusual episode. I'll tell you something. When we had a little break, Hugo leaned over to me and said, this one's kind of weird. Do you think we went too far? <laughs> yeah. So I said, I don't know. We'll wait and see what uh, everyone yeah. says. So I want to finish my sentence. I was saying that, yeah, I have to say that because sometimes <laughs> I can't finish my sentence. I'm French. Sometimes I can't finish my That's sentence right. too. We have something in common. That's right. Well, Nevertheless, I want to say the tutorial world has to be joyful. It's not full of stiff people. If you like to dress up, it's for the beauty of the gesture. It's to put yourself at ease, to put people around you at ease. Have fun. Wearing a tie is fun. Wearing beautiful suits is fun. It's not for stiff people with some, you know, stick in the butthole. This is not what, this is what we say in France, you know. Just be free, be cool. And if you rip off your pants, and if you have a solution, write this in the section, uh, comment section. You have to conclude, darling. That's your job. Now. That's it, folks. See you next time on Sartorial Talks. Ciao. 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 Cheers. Cheers. Bye-bye. Au revoir. Au revoir.